0: These days on social media, it's the men versus the women, the women versus the men. Are we doing 50-50 as men? Are we taking a full 100% of the responsibility? What's going on here? We also hear about the buzz phrase toxic masculinity, but we don't ever hear about what being healthy is. Let me ask you a question is it okay if men cry? Is it okay if we show our emotions? Are our men too soft these days? Are we lacking responsibility? Honestly, what do you guys think? Today's episode, I got to talk to my boy Jay and we discuss all these topics. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Black and New Rich podcast. And as always, like, comment, and subscribe. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Black is a New Rich podcast, and today we got a very special guest. Honestly, I look at him as a community leader because I was doing my research and I seen the work that he's doing in the community, and honestly, it reminds me a little bit about Nipsey, and that, okay. that that's one of my favorite artists, so that's uh, saying something big, but I don't want to keep on talking. Can you please introduce yourself?
1: Yes, sir. I appreciate that introduction, man. Uh, Jay Williams, from Toronto, not from LA, even though I got the, <laughs> the LA hat, on, always repping, um, and we'll get into a little bit what I do a little bit, but yeah, community leader, I like that we'll start with that okay dope.
0: so can you let people actually know what you're doing right now
1: yeah for sure so I wear many different hats um, specifically I rock with the Toronto District School Board um, I was able to create a position that didn't exist within the board oh, wow. so essentially I'm an equity coach uh, slash consultant I'll say uh, both of my portfolios specifically deal with equity, anti-racism, anti-oppression. But then the other one, uh, the portfolio I rock with that I really get a lot of joy from is working with black student success and excellence. Okay,
0: in the school board? In the school board, Wow. in
1: the school board. So those are the two things I do for TDSV. Um, but then I've really jumped into the world of being an entrepreneur of late, into okay. in the past year and a half, specifically as an educational consulting. Okay, um, what does that, that consist of? So that allows me to connect with school boards, connect with um, organizations, government organizations, systems essentially all across north america and help them do environmental scans when it comes to equity anti-racism anti-oppression there's been a real wake of of i'll say white folks specifically when it comes to anti-black education microaggressions racism in general equity Mm -hmm. Um, and i'm clear about someone like me coming in looking like this to essentially have that conversation is going to hit a little different than the average shirt and tie
0: yeah exactly brother right exactly. that's
1: that's not me for the most part and no shade to those who who rock like that but that's not how i get down mm-hmm. right
0: okay dope so can you explain let's let's take it back a little bit yeah how did you get to where you're at now like let's take it back let's say after high school what was going on
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i mean high school was a great opportunity for me to kind of sink my teeth into really what was important I was lucky, fortunate enough to have a mother who was uh, deep into community work, similar to what I do now. So I saw that example very early, early. Okay. very early. Um, and I think that left an impression in me too as to what's really important for me going forward. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously the the goal of chasing money is important and, and being able to support yourself and whoever you rock with. But um, more so, what was I able to allow uh, my legacy to look like moving forward? So high school, Good grades, basketball, pretty good student. Didn't get that much trouble. Um, went to the States, played basketball for a bit. Mm-hmm. Realized, where'd you, where'd you go in the so I went to Life University okay, in okay. Marietta, Georgia. Um, blew my knee out, lost my scholarship. Uh, pretty depressed, Yeah, pretty depressed, and you know you hoop, so you, you get what that looks like. Um, and no one tells you that you sign a, a four-year scholarship. It's really a one-year scholarship. Exactly, at a time. At a time, exactly. So uh, sent home to have my surgery. And then called coach and said, I'm ready to come back. And he's like, nah, big fella, we give your spot away. So yeah, Jeez. that, that hurt. That after your first year? That was not even fully through my first year. Oh,
0: so it was during the season. It was during the season. Oh, geez, so so you're I was, a freshman still.
1: I was a freshman still, a true freshman. Um, so I was done. I came home and um, looked at opportunities as to where I could go next, but essentially have school paid for still. Mm-hmm. Um, and realistically, I had an opportunity to go to Bear University in Florida, but only on a partial scholarship, and then um, Dalhousie in Halifax. So, mm-hmm. I chose the latter,
0: and that was the full ride. To and Dallas. that was
1: yeah, everything was paid for for the oh, most part. Yeah. Okay,
0: dope. And you graduated from Dal. And I
1: graduated with a bachelor of science over uh, there.
0: Congrats, Will. So, what did you what did you take? What was your
1: so health promotion, health education. Uh-huh. Um, so, in the bachelor of science, and essentially with that, I thought I was gonna be a you know community educated. again it always comes back to community for me yeah, yeah so yeah. being able to connect with you know your people specifically mm-hmm. um and that was what i thought i was going to do and then yeah education kind of just folded the two together so yeah. working with community but then specifically going back and working with uh through the lens of education okay with okay. with my community with toronto in general so okay. that's how okay. i ended up here Don't.
0: Yeah. so i want to get right into it oh okay. <laughs> i want to get right into it <laughs> yeah cuz i i you know this is an important topic and um obviously there's a lot of taboo around masculinity black masculinity for sure um just what is a man gender roles um are we getting deep yeah gender wars that are going on on the internet where the women sometimes are bashing the men and the men are bashing the women so i want to get into some stuff okay um first of all i want to know like for someone that may say in 2023 um is racism still, or race still important? 100%. Why? 100%, okay. Did you know that the black dollar leaves the community within six minutes? That's why we are excited to introduce the new Black is the New Rich app, designed for the black community to be more intentional about where we spend our dollar. The directory consists of mostly financial services like real estate agents, financial advisors, tax consultants, mortgage agents, videographers, photographers, and many more. With our app, you can easily find and connect with quality services that are owned by black entrepreneurs. And to ensure the integrity of the service on our app, all directory members are held accountable if they receive multiple bad reviews. Our mission is to circulate the dollar and provide quality services to our community. Download the Black is the New Rich app today and start investing in your- Get Into my bag a little bit. So race is essentially what I talk
1: about, mm-hmm. right? When I do these presentations, these workshops, these scans. Um, unfortunately, it's still something that needs to be discussed and unpacked. Not everybody's willing to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognize the, again, the importance of, um, leading with that. right? Race doesn't have to be necessarily a bad thing. It's a marker. It's an mm-hmm. identity. It's a piece of who you are and, and how you essentially present first and foremost. Um, as a black man, uh, I lead with that first and foremost too. Yeah. When you see me, I need you to see yeah. my race. Mm-hmm. right? I need you to...
0: Why though? Why?
1: Because that's who I am. That's mm-hmm. how the world has shaped me. I'll just say Western society specifically because okay. I've had that conversation with friends who are from Europe or from Africa where it's not necessarily a thing but the way in which we've been... I'll say trained conditioned. conditioned um essentially it has to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 we know the fact that race essentially was something that's been made up realistically by the power that be 400 years ago if you want to go that deep. Yeah. But unfortunately the way in which the systems have been created thus far, you have to yeah. talk about race okay. and the conditions that have been set by race. Okay. So I now, in this stage, in the roles and the hats that I wear, I jump into that two feet. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to, again, unpack, engage, talk about privilege. When it comes to race, talk about ways in which uh, race eliminates opportunities for people who look like you and myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we don't talk about those things, then how do we essentially change?
0: How are the kids responding?
1: Now, I mean, I've been doing it for years. So I forgot to mention I was a classroom teacher for about 12 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. my, bad, <laughs> okay. my bad, my bad, my um, bad. So I, I led, I should leave with that too. So in my class, I think a lot of what I do now, I was able to practice first and foremost. Okay. With, I only taught middle school. So with um, 12, 13, 14 year olds. So finding ways to ensure that that message of the importance of discussing race and recognizing your own privilege, privileges and pieces of yourself and identity with 13 and 14 year olds in language and, and. Metaphors and examples that they can understand. I practice there, mm. right? So now speaking to adults, it's it's easier for okay. me. Okay. Um. So how do they respond to it? Amazingly. Okay. The goal again for me as an educator and whatever hat that I'm wearing is to be able to create um, opportunities for young people to take the torch and lead. Okay. Right. We aren't gonna be here forever. The goal again is for them to be able to be instilled with the knowledge, with the know-how. Of, of engaging in these conversations and then being able to go ahead as 20, 30, 40-year-olds, Whenever that time comes for them, mm-hmm. right?
0: So when you when you work with the school board, are you talking to the teachers or are you talking to the students? No,
1: nah, that's a good question. So I'm talking to everybody. Oh wow! So I'm connecting with superintendents. I'm connecting with uh, policymakers. I help create policy sometimes. I connect with teachers. It really depends on the need of the school, of the district, yeah. of of the the quadru- the quadrants of schools. We'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's times I, I might talk to a young men's group specifically. Okay. I might talk to a BSA, which is a Black Student Advisory Committee. I might talk to a group of teachers. Um, I might talk to a group of principals. It really depends on the need. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I want to know because I've been a little bit disconnected from the youth since I've been in college and high school. Right. And I can't imagine growing up in this social media era. Oh yeah. So what what are you seeing from the youth right now? What are they going through?
1: Uh, it's messy, yeah. And I said this to them. I say this to them all the time. I'll speak in the present. Um, I wouldn't want to be a 14 year old right now, really? and 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 teenager right now. They're being inundated with a lot of messages as to some things we're going to talk about, right? Masculinity, toxic masculinity. What does it mean to be a man or a black man? Um, the messages they're getting about success and how to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a, a boomer talking about you know. Uh, Instagram or social media is not for you know the the weak at heart or whatever the kind or whatever the case is, but um, there's definitely I think needs to be an importance or a focus on how to um, understand the messages that are being thrown at the young people right now. Yeah. Um, if you're simply just looking at it without a critical eye, it is easy to get lost. And we see adults getting yeah, lost, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. So <laughs> I've heard many people talking about the taking social media breaks to protect their wellness. Yeah. So if adults are doing this, who are supposed to have the ability to critically think and, 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 and be able to decipher what's real from what's not, then imagine a 13, 14 year old too. Yeah. Um,
0: cause we didn't have all that. We distraction, did That we did noise not. because I was, um, I was part of this like men's group for, uh, for a little bit. Um, and, um, there was about 18 of us that would come every Thursday and just talk about different things, right? right. And there was a, young, a younger kid; he was maybe like 20, 21, and he was telling me what was going on in his life. Right? And he's like, "Yo, like the kids are my age; they're gunning for uh, like a Mercedes, BMW, because that's what the girls are attracted to, right? Yeah, now. yeah. And, and like, but
1: that's what they're seeing though too, right? And I think it's important to have some sort of adversity in your life first. Fair, fair. Um, you got to struggle. Like, my first car was a, a E one E190 Mercedes-Benz, like, 86. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mine was a uh, 90 or something like that. Right.
1: And, be, and because it was a benz, don't get me wrong, like that that's an old car, but yeah. it was a hand-me-down. Yeah. And then after that I went to the Accord, then yeah. the next and the next thing you build, right? But you gotta be able to struggle. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a hoop tee first, man. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. But again, if you're getting this message consistently about what's hot and what's not, mm-hmm. you know, we had music videos, you know, we had the art magazine that was literally a copy of a magazine here and there. But if you turn on your phone and you flip on your whatever channel of social media you're jumping into, and you're always getting that message. How do you tell yourself differently?
0: Yes.
1: Right? So, again, if I'm going back to my bag of being a classroom teacher, I literally hammered home the importance of being a critical thinker. Mm -hmm. Right? Understanding what's real and what's not. Mm -hmm. And then jumping into how you can get those things. But understand that it takes some work. Okay. Right? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, when I was going through your uh, content. Okay. I I, I noticed that you teach... uh, students, like how to be a man, what is a man, and stuff like that, masculinity, black masculinity. First and foremost, I want to ask you, in your opinion, what is a man? And I ask that because there's so many different opinions going around on social media that are are saying, like, gender is not attached to this, to that, blah, 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 blah. What is your opinion of what a man is?
1: See, yeah, that's, that's an interesting question, right? So, I'm not gonna tell someone to not call themselves or call themselves what they want to be in 2023. Do you. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes Fair. you feel good about yourself or that's how you identify, totally fine. Um, when it comes to talking to my students or just people in general about what it means to be a man, mm-hmm. I talk more so, not so much about the identifying markers, but on the inside. Okay. So I talk about the importance of being emotionally vulnerable mm-hmm. um, and not keeping feelings or thoughts or those things in my, in, inside because how dangerous that is. Yes. And I'm speaking, from, I'm speaking from experience, right, which I'm sure a lot of men, specifically black men, can connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about the idea of some of the things we mentioned before, um, how, you, um, how you see yourself okay. and how it's important to engage as a man Um, with others, but specifically with females, Mm -hmm. Um, and the importance of of not being tied up in what you think a man looks like, Mm -hmm. or should be. Mm -hmm. Um, The pieces about money, the pieces about education, the pieces about how to treat, again, a woman and your mother. Um, All these pieces are important, but again, I'm not gonna get into the identity pieces, because that's that's not for me to do. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's a tough one, man, it is, I get it. Um, I will say, though, I've been educated of late, um, working with some people um, who, maybe weren't born specifically a man and, mm-hmm. and have transitioned. And again, um, who am I to tell someone that that's not who they are? Um, I get that it could be controversial, but to me, love is love, man. Be you. Okay. Be you. Identify how you want to identify. Don't bother me none. If you say you're a man and that's how you identify, or vice versa, you fair. say you're a woman, that's how you identify, but you weren't quote-unquote born that way, Yeah. don't take no skin off my back. Fair, 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 right? fair.
0: So we have this talk lately about, um, toxic masculinity, right. black masculinity, right. masculinity in general. What do you think about um, that whole masculinity subject?
1: It is, again, going back to the, I guess, the indoctrination, I'll call it a social media. Masculinity is is a tough one to tackle. Um, but black masculinity, if we're talking about that specifically, mm-hmm. we have to look at where that came from, right? What what are we being taught about the black men? That's different from all other men and that to me is where we really need to have that conversation um, again the, the, the black buck if you will right yes. the idea that um, I'm talking about during slavery times where the black man could take anything he could lift more he could you know do more in the field um, essentially he was the the ultimate behemoth of a man. Yes. So that idea and message has trickled down throughout society up until present day realistically. And then at some point we as black men have now taken that message and literally implanted it in ourselves too. Um, So how does that then translate to how we see ourselves and how we navigate the world? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a a tough thing to actually talk about. So when I mentioned before about the young men's groups that I engage with or the BSAs and talking to my young black men, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to have that conversation with them very early. So they they don't get caught in that same trap of what it means to be a, a black man. Yeah. So the money, the the hoes, the 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 woman too, not just hoes, <laughs> um, cars, right? Yeah. Um, getting it out the mud, which I get, I totally get that. But if that's only one side you're hearing, you don't know about the other side. Yes. It's about going to school or about doing a trade. Right, or about learning from older elders, and how important that is, and having conversations about what that looks like to actually go through a process. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but you gotta see both sides, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I could be that example for young men specifically, and young people right now to see what that looks like, still while talking the way I do, just in the way I do, being who I am authentically, yeah, then I'm doing my job.
0: Okay, dope. Yeah. So I remember uh, I put something a little bit controversial on my story. Uh-huh. And it was an actor and I, and I said it in another podcast but I want to hear your okay. opinion yep. um, I think was, I missed it go ahead yeah, yeah no no it was, it was before we started following each other okay okay so it was an actor it was the actor in uh, Cree 3 I don't know I forgot his name the other not Michael B. Jordan it was the, the other one yeah you know what I'm talking about I right? do I do okay so he did a magazine cover right. right and he's a heterosexual male which is all fine All for me just to make it clear whatever someone wants to be it's okay with me. Of course, okay? and you express yourself how you want to express yourself. The only thing is where I had in question this heterosexual male was doing a, a magazine cover and he was acting very quote unquote feminine, right? Like crossing his legs, puckering his lips, right? D's, shirt off. So I, I was, I said something like, "Is um." Black masculinity under attack with these type of images that we're um, putting out of our heterosexual men. Like, what are we saying here? Right. What do you think about that?
1: I would say, top of my head, black masculinity is definitely under attack. It's mm-hmm. been under attack though. So. In what ways? So let's just keep it clear. So homeboy in the and we forget his name, but you know who we're talking about. Homeboy who's in the dress. Mm-hmm. He's not the first yeah exactly the first exactly um there's many especially in hollywood right and 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 how we see some of our quote-unquote heroes there's been many ways in which the powers that be will say have tried to demasculate specifically big strong black men Mm -hmm. through the the the, yeah how they dress how they position them um roles in which they're given Mm -hmm. right We, we hear about um Martin Lawrence doing Big Mama's house, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry mm-hmm. and, and whatever get up he got going on, and we get it as successful, but why do we have to, you know meet that image of what a black man does or looks like?. Yeah. Um, so is black masculine an at attack? A thousand percent. Um, that being said, black masculinity is super vast, right? So I say that to say, it's, it's okay to sit with your legs crossed, right? Mm. It's okay to wear fitted clothes it's okay to, to show some thigh, yeah. right? That's all fine. That doesn't make any less any less of a man, fair, fair. right? If I could share real quick, I remember when tight clothes or fitted clothes came into style yeah. many moons ago. Prior to that, we were wearing 3XLs and baggy jeans, and I remember being called all types of names mm-hmm. because I was doing the fitted clothes before it became a thing. Okay, I was okay. Called, It was called called Euro at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember I wasn't at home, I was away at school, but when I came back, yeah, motherfuckers was, on me, like, yeah. dog, are you are you gay? Like, why are you dressing like this? <laughs> wow. Like, why are your why are your shirt so tight? Yeah, or because I I spoke properly proper mm-hmm. English, mm-hmm. right? Or because I did go away to school, um, all these things attacked what we deemed as as black strong big black men mm-hmm. right and being 6'3 now like 245 I get why people would essentially attack those things because yeah. again I push back against what's the quote-unquote norm
0: okay and I've done
1: sense. that my entire life
0: mm-hmm.
1: right going back to high school and even grade school so yeah there was some struggle in trying to figure out who I was but luckily as I said before I had strong specifically female examples in my life to recognize that yo you're doing this and we get it but like to move.
0: Mm, okay. Right? So I, I want to talk about some of your personal struggles okay. growing up, like becoming a man. Mm. What are some of the personal struggles struggles that you've been through that you've had to overcome?
1: Yeah, no, nah, we talked about this off mic real early. Um, so one of the things I'm currently struggling with um, at the, at the time is a relationship with my father. Mm. So um yeah, he wasn't here. Mm-hmm. He left and moved to Atlanta when I was like 10, I wanna say. Um, and at the time, again, if we're talking about toxic masculinity still, um, I didn't think that it bothered me. And it's now, you know, 30s, later 30s, trying to figure out why um, something's always felt like it's been missing. Something. I've been,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've been. Um, and it's it's been a struggle of late, honestly. But it's also permeated to other areas of my life, if I'm being honest, like relationships, mm-hmm. um, how I interact with um, other males specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't me wrong, I had examples of positive black males in the roles of of coaches or um, uncles, whatever the case is, like street father figures, but when your own father's not present. Yeah, um, it's just something different. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm not knocking him, I know why he left. Mm-hmm. I know he had to do what he had to do and we've had that conversation of late, so we're in the process of mending our relationship, but it took a it took a, it took took a a lot to get there. Mm-hmm. Like I literally had to like curse him out and tell him how I felt.
0: Get it on your system. And
1: that's not something I would do naturally with my father because it's very much, even though I'm, you know, Dan or twice his size, it's very much a, a father-son relationship, traditional in that sense. Um, But, yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm sharing, I'm spilling, but I'm I'm going to therapy now, too. Nice. And trying to...
0: How's that working?
1: Difficult. Yeah? Yeah. Um, It's definitely something that took some time to do to, you know, rectify my mind as to why it was important to do. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a process. It's definitely a process. But it took finding the right therapist. For me, it had to be a black male. Yeah. Um, this one particularly is from Jamaica, so there's a connection there. He understands cool. culture and cool. language and ways in which we are able to communicate even without communicating. So it's definitely a vibe in that sense. But <laughs> even from my initial text message, he was texting me, texting me, texting me, texting me and I didn't even want to text back. I'm like, I don't need therapy. I'm straight. Really? But realistically, like this has been the best thing that's happened to me a long
0: time. Wow. So I, I want to just um, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that because I do feel like our culture could use a lot more therapy and some of us run from it. I've talked about it before. Right? What was that? I'll say like, what was that like aha moment? Like, man, I need to go see someone right now.
1: Yeah. No. Nah. What's going on? So relationships, and I've always kept this part of my life private, mm-hmm. um, especially off social media. But I, I think I recently just ended another relationship Mm -hmm. and i kept i kept recognizing patterns Mm,
0: the deep-rooted stuff the deep-rooted
1: stuff so it wasn't the woman she's amazing she is amazing um but it was me Mm -hmm. Uh, i couldn't figure out why i got to a certain point and then i would shut down i wouldn't allow anyone to get deeper or closer Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't allow myself to go further so Mm -hmm. i was like nah i'm i'm fucked up yeah (laughs) i gotta figure out how to get past this so if i'm really digging at it it's the trauma that I've been through as a young man growing up, or even as a child, um, and then figuring out how to, first of all, unpack that, mm-hmm. and then see if I can heal from that and move on. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't keep going into relationships thinking that it's going to be gravy, because it's good in the, in the, in the beginning, yeah. but then something always happens, right? And that was, I think, the the, the precursor, the onset for me as to why I needed to, to move on to Professional help at this
0: point. Okay, so I have another question. Yeah, (laughs) because like these are not even prepared. But I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm interested because I believe like a lot of us, like especially men and black men, we struggle with the relationship part, right? And we get to a certain ceiling where. We're noticing a pattern like you said, and then we're starting to shut down or act a certain way or self sabotage. Self sabotage, 100%. So I want to know, like, because I haven't been to therapy yet and it's something that I'm open to and I eventually want to go. Right. Um, I don't know if you're there yet, but when this situation or when these feelings come again. Right. Because they will. They will. Yeah. Okay. So what now? Do you think that you'll be doing differently to get over that hump? Whether it's like forgiving your father, whether whatever, what does that look like for you?
1: So specifically about the relationship, I like that question, by the way. But specifically about the relationship, I'm hoping I'm not there. You're right. Mm. I just started recently. My hope is that I'll be given the the tools okay. or the strategies or whatever that looks like, self talk or or breathing or manifestation or whatever that okay. looks like, okay. right? So there's obviously things out there that we know. But again, when it comes from a professional who understands you, who you've taken the time to like build with, mm-hmm. that looks a little different.
0: Now you can um, implement practical tools Literally. that can li- help, like you just mentioned, uh, meditation manifestation that can help you get over this hump.
1: And that that has to be the goal for me because otherwise you're spinning in circles chasing your tail, right? But um, as you mentioned though before, the deeper stuff is what you got to go through first. So yeah. I wouldn't want to introduce a woman to kind of where I'm at right now. Uh-huh unless she's willing to kind of rock through that with me understanding that it might go left or right okay right I'm not a I'm not no none of us are, but I'm not a completed version of myself yet you're always evolving you're always learning but nah it's really some some deep stuff deep stuff like end up like crying on on the phone or on on virtual um video whatever the case is and you don't even know why
0: yeah, they're just getting it out of you 100 <laughs> percent. and
1: i'm i'm a vault baby like <laughs> I, I at least i think i yeah. am but i also recognize and i had this convo yesterday i'm, I'm an extremely emotional person mm-hmm. um i
0: what does that look like for you
1: so i cry yeah i cry a lot man i'm not gonna lie um but I also take things personal. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely petty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm learning to. I'm,
0: I think I, we talk about it. Yeah. I take things personal. I do. And I need, to, I need to get better at not taking things so personal because something I issue will happen. I'm like, Damon, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Then he's like, yo, bro, it's not personal. But that's
1: the thing. So what I recognized is it's not always about you.
0: Yes. So Fair.
1: if I'm really digging at that part, I'm also extremely like conceited and self and, and selfish though too.
0: Fair. So fair. I,
1: I always think it's about me, or it has to do with me, or they responded this way because something I did or didn't do.
0: So would you say we have to get our get out to. of our own way? You have to. Okay. You
1: have to. Okay. So as I get older and, more, and mature more, um, again these are things I talk about on the regular with friends of of, of late. And even though my circle's small, we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. It's important to. Um, Getting out of your own way for me has looked, has looked like uh, recognizing your faults and who you were as a young person, True. but then learning from them, learning from them, and then instilling those lessons as you get older and re- repeating them okay. over and over again. So, um, I used to think I was God's gift to women. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> If I'm keeping it a buck, right? Yeah. Um, I thought I was the best basketball player um, in a system. was always a system basketball player. Yeah. I thought I was going pro. I thought I was going to be a coach. I thought all these things, but it's supposed to line up like that for me because, again, I thought that about myself. Yeah. So although there are some positives to having you know, some ego and some confidence, I recognize some of the harm that it was doing. Not so much to me, although Other it was. spilling. people, spilling. But, the, but the, the trail of people I left behind. Yeah was crazy okay right i had to go on an apology tour jeez oh, and and really like start saying yo what i did was fucked up i'm mm-hmm. sorry about this this and this or that time when i did this or didn't do this i should have been there for that but yeah it's it's again being critical in how you reflect on things you've done
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but then also being honest with yourself do
0: you have a hard time forgiving
1: um yeah Right now, I'm, as I mentioned before, I'm still pretty petty. Yeah. Um, but I, I do need people to know if they're listening to this, if they're if they're hearing me out, that um, yeah, it's love on this side. Okay. It's definitely love on this side. Even though we might not talk no more, I want the best for people. Yeah. I want the best for everyone. Um, but yeah, I'm not at, the, at that stage yet of forgiving, honestly. Because
0: okay. even with myself, I would know I like. I had some epiphanies in this last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was just realizing, like, I would hold certain people to a certain standard right. that I didn't necessarily hold to myself. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, and it's it's not even to say, like, I was doing things maliciously, like, I was conscious of it, but I had to really reflect and be like, whoa, like, I'm I'm so hard on this person. Right. Did they know? Did they know that I didn't hold it to myself?
1: No. Did they know that you were being hard on them? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Because then- that, that sounds similar to um I found that I was making people wrong, like my father for example. Mm-hmm. As in his in my mind I made him so wrong. I made him the the bad guy. Okay, yes.
0: Right? I I I have a tendency of making other people the bad guy.
1: But they didn't have it, they didn't know. Exactly. So, so that's reasons. problematic. Okay. Right? Fair. That's problematic. If you are mad at someone or you hold a grudge, whatever the case is, but they have no idea, mm-hmm. that's on you then. You're the one holding that.
0: Exactly. Right?
1: So yeah. until you share that, if you decide to share that and unpack that, yeah. that's completely your burden to carry, which is a messed Just up thing. You. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So I have a, I have another question, is that with your relationship with your father, is the goal to mend it and try to have a father-son relationship that maybe you wanted uh, when you're a kid? Or is the goal just to completely understand and be like, pops, you're you're just a human being that went through your own trials and tribulations?
1: No, it's the latter for sure. Yeah, It's the latter. It has to be. It's too late to go back to what it could have been as a child, right? Fair, fair. Um, and that's something we're you know engage actually on the way here he texts me i sent him a happy Father happy father's day message and he hit me back and he's like he apologized again he's been apologizing really so the goal for me at least and we've talked about this too is just to build from here moving forward right so what are we able to understand about each other because he doesn't know me mm-hmm. how, like, how does the
0: apology make you feel now
1: it's nice to hear but again until i see action true it has to be it has to be that um and unfortunately, so he was actually here this week. But as I mentioned to you before, I just came back from the West Coast, so we missed each other. But um, I think for him, there's a lot of humanity and where he's coming from, and it, it really feels like some some sincere wow sincerity. sincerity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My apologies, sincerity. Um, and that's fantastic to see. But I need I need action behind that.
0: I'm just gonna play God's advocate yep. for a second. I like that you said God. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Yeah, yeah. Because um, your dad's Jamaican? Yep. And most of our parents are coming from Caribbean, or just they're not from here. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you want to see some action. But I believe sometimes like our parents don't necessarily have the tools mm-hmm. to show that action.
1: No. Nah, so nah, what do you think about that? You're keeping the a buck, so I, I mean... What you're talking about specifically, what, what I understand anyway, is the the ways in which traditionally our parents grew up, mm-hmm. and then expect the the child to always be the one to come forward. Yes. Right. And I think understanding that who that's who my father is, him even just taking the step to apologize is huge for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Reaching out and calling me, or you know, Jamaicans love WhatsApp, so he's always WhatsApp <laughs> yeah, calling yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely understanding who they are and where they're coming from and the trials and tribulations they've been through, but still finding some sort of common ground to have that conversation. Okay. That that's extremely important though. Okay. It, it can't be the expectation that your parent who's in their sixties or whatever the case is is all of a sudden gonna be this new woke person and, and yeah. you know, behave in the way that you might want them to. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about um, men and responsibilities in 2023. Okay. It seems that when we are growing up, like... For example like men were having at 27 28 they may have four or five kids it looked like they were the man of the house they were yeah. they were working they were just really responsible right i feel like we're at some uh, of a lack right now okay what do you feel about that
1: i feel like the idea of um what a man should be in terms of responsibility has changed a little bit okay um again that could be due to a few things it could be due to specifically the climate financially in Toronto right now. Yeah, um, It could be due to numbers are on the decline of, of those who are enrolling in university, um, but also it could be just due to the idea that a man doesn't necessarily have to do everything anymore. I'm not saying one is better than the other, mm-hmm. but also the rise of just women just living in their independence and being great too.
0: Do we have to change our expectations?
1: That's a, that's a tough question. The expectation is, is in the eye of the beholder, in my opinion. Fair. Um, I love that you know those regardless of your gender, you take care of what you need to take care of. But the idea that it needs to rest on the the man, the shoulders of the man at all times is no longer the norm. Mm-hmm. That being said, I know how I operate. I know what I'm going to do yeah. or continue to do as a as a person, not just as a man. Yeah. Um, but there's probably some man part in there too, if I'm being honest, some toxic um, ways in which I look at responsibilities mm-hmm. financially and the household and all that part too. But I think it's up to the individual at this point to okay. essentially take care of what you need to take care of. And for every household, that's going to look different. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to be open to that conversation that although there's traditional roles as to what a man could be and a woman could be, there has to be some some mingling in the middle yeah, in 2023. Times are changing. Times have changed, Okay, for sure.
0: I want to actually read you a couple stats and will be... Go for I it. T- I talked about it uh, off cam maybe like two weeks ago, but um, it was quite, it was kind of interesting to me. Pull it up. It says uh, a study a study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism in 2016 found that testosterone levels in men uh, have decreased by an average of one percent per year since the 1980s. This means that a man in his 40s today has about 15% lower testosterone levels than a man in his 40s in the 1980s. And this was in 2016. That's 2016. So, so that's, that's even, it's even more now. Right. What do you have to say about that?
1: Um, I could look at there a few ways. So as you're reading the question, I was thinking, what is the cause, right, of the decrease? And you can look at it holistically. You could look at it through the, the, the lens of health in terms of the foods that we eat. True, true. You can look at it a few different ways, right? But I think what you're getting at is why is it a decrease in testosterone in men, which essentially should be the precursor of what a man acts and behaves and looks like. Yes. Um, yeah, That that's, that's not for me to essentially decide. But what I would say is that, again, if we're looking at roles in terms of what a man is and what a man does, that's not based on testosterone, in my opinion. Okay. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So testosterone, obviously, is is a hormone in which, obviously, men have more of than women, right? So that gets to the physical aspects of what a, quote-unquote, man looks like, right? Beard, muscle size. I get all those parts if we're talking scientifically. But how you behave... That's a different conversation. Fair, fair. That's a different conversation, and I don't think testosterone should be the precursor for what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a study like that, without reading the full thing, I think that's clickbait. If I'm being honest, okay, okay. Um, that's me putting my critical hat on and my lens of looking at it. Um, realistically, yeah, I think we need to get at what you we were mentioning before the role of a man, responsibility, um, financial pieces, all those pieces in terms of the 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 role of what a man should look like and behave like, quote unquote. But I'm not gonna bite on something like that about fair. testosterone. Yeah, fair, fair. I have another quote. Go for, for you. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I just want to hear your opinion on, on for some sure of these because honestly they're super interesting to me. Um, it says this is actually a new one, um, and I and I was looking for this because. I was just talking about sorry I was thinking about the responsibility of a man in 2023 right and what can be some of the contributing factors that maybe the man uh, 20 30 years ago may seem more responsible responsible than the man today mm-hmm. so here is another quote. Um, or another fact uh, says uh, the average age of a homeowner in Canada in 2023 is now 36 years old. This is up from 34 years old in 2013.
1: Okay, so two years, two years in it's, ten years, yeah. Okay, it's
0: gone up to 36. Right. And in my opinion, because the economy is constantly changing and it's actually we're in hard economic times. Right, this can affect the responsibility of. Uh, how a man should conduct mm. himself,
1: what do you think? No, I, I would say that's, you hit the nail on the head in terms of the the economic kind of downturn right now as to um, potentially owning a property, right? Um, man, woman, or other, but what I would say is it's definitely difficult out here, and I think we need to look at specifically does owning a property make you a man, right? Ooh or make you yeah, seem like you're responsible, mm-hmm. right? Where I could look at many examples of those who rent potentially and are still doing fantastically for themselves and maybe are keeping more money in their pocket. I think we really need to look at the traditional ways in which we we deem what responsibility looks like or, or manhood looks like or just someone who is quote unquote financially set. Yeah, I do personally own properties and i did that early in life so i was able to know that i have that as my nest egg to fall back on Mm -hmm. but someone coming up right now is maybe not looking at like that Mm -hmm. or never had the opportunities i had to purchase property um but is still considered to be financially responsible or a man there's no less of being a man in that sense so um if we're looking at the the financial lens of things and the the in terms of the the mortgage rates and, and those pieces yeah it's definitely fucked up and difficult to own property right now unless you got 250 in cash for a down payment yeah Yeah, yeah, definitely
0: fair okay i want to talk about um especially our community and our culture and obviously you see a lot of um youth our conflict resolution oh yeah i feel personally we can handle disrespect a lot better
1: interesting then what
0: than what we're what we see on social media. Oh, okay, I understand. I understand. Ops, I understand. this, ops, that. Yeah, I'm coming for your head if I feel disrespected. Right. What do you feel about that?
1: I would a thousand percent agree. Um, I don't know if it's gotten better or worse. If I was to lean towards one way, I'd say it's gotten worse of late. I think so too. Um, but again, it's it's. I'm not gonna blame everything on music and social media, but if unless. Our young people are, are, are getting messages that um, resonate with them about how to deal with conflict. But it also goes back to, what I mentioned before, about how do you respond to your own emotions? Mm-hmm. Do you have opportunities to reflect critically on what it feels like to be angry and not respond in violence? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is, is so, I mean, I'm not going to throw Ja Morant at the bus, but yeah. like if that's who the young people are looking up to in terms of a leader, he needs to do a better job of being a leader and Fair. being a, a, a role model, right? Um music is one thing, but not everyone has the ability to critically separate what happens in music, which is a reflection of some people's lives, to how you move every day. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not on in O Block.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Moving weight or whatever the case is having to defend yourself. You you live in Brampton bro. Like yeah. let's slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Love Brampton, by the way. But um <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 again, I really think it's the ability to critically separate the two and and find a way in which you can navigate life social media music influence but conflict resolution as a whole i'm i see it i see it in schools um it comes up on my caseload sometimes as to how um, students are responding to each other how they're responding to teachers how they're responding to adult figures it's it's definitely wild right now okay um and they think I'm not going to speak for them, but what I think they think is that there's a lot of um, need to respond in uh, bravado, yes, anger, chest puffing. To me,
0: that's toxic masculinity. It is
1: a thousand percent. Okay. But we went through, through we went through it too, though. So I'm not going to sit here 100%, and, and, 100%. and and perform like it's not something that's 100%. you know something we always went through. But um, I think I'll speak for myself. There was still a healthy fear there for me of um, authority mm-hmm. um, or retaliation. Um, And I find if I'm just listening to music or talking to young folks right now, they want the retaliation. They want the smoke so they can go back at them again. And then my question to them is, but what happens when it continues or if things get real serious now? Right. Where We're introducing um, some serious damage or even loss of life. Um, And then we start talking about, is it worth it? Um, Is it worth it to to have ops or to to essentially take what you're hearing in these influences and then insert them into your own life. Mm -hmm. Do you actually have to do that, or are you choosing to do that? Mm -hmm. There's a difference, True. there's a big difference. So um, these are conversations I engage with our young people all the time, specifically our young men, Mm -hmm. um, about how to um, navigate life inside school and out of school mm-hmm. right the idea of code switching or, or, or cap switching whatever the case whatever you call it being able to understand that you behave like this here behave like this here and one is safe and one is not but there's pros and cons to to both unfortunately that's something you have to do i'm sure you did it in yeah. school yeah. i learned it in school and work yeah. um, but it allowed me to to elevate obviously mm-hmm. and be successful in, a, in an ideal world it wouldn't exist yeah but we don't live in an ideal world okay
0: so I want to ask you just for in like, just to kind of create a scenario because right. I'm just curious on how you would handle a certain situation. If you feel disrespected today, right. right? And it happens, right? Of course. How are you handling it now?
1: I'm having a conversation. Okay, and how uh-huh.
0: does that conversation start? Does it like, are you, do you show your aggression? Are you like, how How does it start? Hey listen, I, I think I, that's
1: important. of how course, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. Um. Nine times out of 10, I'm starting with a conversation. Okay. That one time out of 10, I might get my chest up, yep. especially if I've had some uh, adult beverages, we'll say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. I, I lead with humility. Okay. Um, I understand. I present as a rather large, fully tattooed, <laughs> big black man. Um, and I get how that could be um, a little intimidating to some. So I understand the power of language and body language and tone and eye contact and how I respond today in this stage of of who I am as Jay Williams right now looks a lot different than 25-year-old Jay Williams, right, who did some knucklehead shit. Um, But yeah, humility, body language, um, a means of showing that there is no conflict on my side. Mm And
0: you're just looking for understanding. I'm looking
1: for understanding. I'm looking to settle things down. Okay. Right. Because when cooler heads prevail, you can have conversation. But that's not always realistic, though, too, which requires you to sometimes remove yourself from the situation. Mm. So learning how to walk away, learning when to walk away is important. I've seen too many, too much loss of life, unfortunately, um, and been to too many funerals where that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, And I recognize the value of of. Of life, obviously, first of all, but also being a role model. I can't sit up here and and talk about instilling power and, mm-hmm. and, and confidence in our young people, but then engage in nonsense out fair, of that. Fair, yeah.
0: So we, talk, you just mentioned something important. You said um, um, sometimes it's knowing when to walk away or right. how to walk away, right. and I've heard that before, right? Mm-hmm. But how, what does that even look like?
1: So, for me, um, the how-to is probably the more important piece. Okay. Because the when-to will look different for everybody. Fair. Fair. So, the how-to, again, is the, if we're going back to what we talked about before, the understanding of self, right? So, the ability to um, have some, some resolve in terms of what emotions look like for you. And everyone knows that, that rising feeling of, yes. like, you, Ooh, you yeah. feel it coming, yeah. right? So, recognizing what that means for you and how to essentially move away from that. So if that looks like communicating, which it does for me, but I've been through some shit to understand that, yeah. it might not look that for look like <coughs> that for, for another a friend of mine or someone else, right? Or even yourself. It might look like simply just turning and walking away, removing yourself completely. Sure. Um, and and that's fine, but it really starts with, do you know yourself as a person, mm-hmm. right? And not that our minds go there, but realistically, if you go left with this, what are the repercussions, mm-hmm. right? Are you willing to risk essentially everything mm-hmm. for this little miscommunication potentially Exactly, um, and that to me is probably the bigger thing but our minds don't go there in the moment right? Yeah, yeah. all the things that we mentioned before about toxic masculinity come yeah. up
0: I think personally um, I believe I want <coughs> excuse me mm-hmm. I would just love to see our our, our culture just uh, diving in more into like meditation mm-hmm. the stuff that you were talking about earlier because I believe in heated situations it would definitely um it would change a lot. For sure. In the bigger picture.
1: I'll say this about specifically things like meditation and, and higher higher being self and what that looks like. That has to be taught. Yeah. It has to be taught 100%. Yeah. I mean, now from we're the in the ground up? Not necessarily from the ground up, but you, that has to be taught, not necessarily in school when I mean teaching. It means yeah. just it needs to be intentionally taught. You can sit okay, there and say, go meditate. Yeah. But, but what, what does I that look like? Mm-hmm. Right? What is, unless you actually are top of a professional, someone who knows what that looks like. Um, but I definitely agree with you that being that ability to tap into deeper self is important. 100%. Um, but again, how do you know how to do that? Mm-hmm. Have you gone on YouTube? Have you been taught by a professional? Mm-hmm. Like all those pieces are super important. Here's a question. Yeah,
0: we've been talking about uh, black masculinity, masculinity in general. Uh, what it what it what it is to be a man? What does that mean to you? To the society? What's going on? Right. In the midst of all those different subjects, and there's a lot of people that either believe in a higher power yep. or don't and i don't judge for either because right. i think personally it means it's a personal relationship to like whatever you believe in but in your opinion right. how important is faith to moving correctly
1: oh for me <laughs> for you it's, yeah. it's everything that i do mm-hmm. it's everything that i do so um whether it's you said a higher power or just a moral compass, mm-hmm. right? Being able to tap into what's important for you. Um, do you do you do you connect with an ability to think about others, have empathy, have sympathy? Um, all of those pieces to me are all aligned. So being spiritual, and I am, you know, a Christian faith as well too. But I'm definitely leaning more towards the ability to tap into just a higher being in general, um, okay. and and having that kind of align how you move on a daily basis right Mm -hmm. so are you thanking whoever you're thanking Mm -hmm. every morning before you go to bed are you thanking him for another day or thanking them for another good day making
0: up for gratitude a hundred
1: percent um and i love that you say gratitude because that's that's essentially what this comes down to are you able to thank and be thankful Mm -hmm. and to me that again that has to be taught as well um i would say this generation is leaning away from that a little bit yeah um i don't know if we have the the grandmas like we used to Mm -hmm or the, the elder folk who essentially brought your ass to church, whether I you liked it or not. think we have it. Sorry, not to Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go I ahead.
0: do think we have it. I just think um, the images that we're seeing are just way overbearing. Mm. You know, so like you may see grandma for an hour or two a day. Right. But you're on your phone for 10. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? So I just feel like that message is just hitting more. And obviously, it's like anything that you practice, you're going to get great at. So if you practice bad information, Right it's, it's going to become a no, party.
1: Yeah, no, that's a bar. I like that. I never thought about that. You're absolutely right. if you, Again, if you're inundated with a message about anything opposite than what your elders have taught you, which we never had, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think so you're right.
0: I just, Again, for me, uh, social media is a... Uh, it's a it's a gift and a curse, It's man. a gift and a curse, yeah. and that's how I look at it, and I'm just a little bit worried for the younger generation on how they're looking at it, what they're taking seriously, and what they're... Um, how they're separating their, their life from the social media reality.
1: Yeah, and I'm not to put the onus on education again, but it's important, I think it should be an actual, I don't know, a course, a subject. 100%. On how to critically think when it comes to social media. Ooh. And the job is not just on educators, right? Because yeah. they need that learning themselves too. But parents need to actually understand. Ooh, that right? might
0: be something that you bring to the... It might be. It might be. <laughs> oh, that's a big that's one. That's trademarks. Yeah.
1: Um, but no, that that's something that's super important, right? The onus can't just be on educators, but all adults in general. But what steps are they taking themselves to do that learning, though, too? Yeah. It's the same thing I, I talk about when we talk about the importance of, of anti-black education yeah. and anti-racism education. You can tell a teacher, hey, go teach that, right? But are you have you yourself then mm, dug into what that, that looks like? Yeah. Not just practice it. Hopefully you have. If you're a classroom teacher, shoot, but hopefully you've at least done some reading, some understanding, some watching of videos. you have had conversations like this, Um, but to just throw an educator out and be like, yo, go teach students how to be good people, essentially, and practice anti-racist behavior, anti-black racist behavior, you you can't do that. What you're gonna get is a watered-down version of what that looks like, and that's super problematic, right? So I would say the same thing in terms of critically thinking and responding to and absorbing social media content. Uh, that has to happen, too. Okay. It has to happen, too.
0: Okay. So, Jay. Yeah. We um, ask every guest the same questions, the last two questions. Okay. And I'm going to ask you the first one. Yeah. What is the best advice you received and what is the worst advice you received? And you don't have to say any names. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely not calling names.
1: Um, ooh, I kind of touched on the best rec- re- advice I received a little earlier. And this one I will say who was from. It was from... <laughs> um, Two people, same message, and I'll share two real quick. So the most recent one from my aunt, who in response to everything going on I mentioned before, dad, relationships failed, um, she told me essentially to get over myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and she said, you're an asshole. So <laughs> if you're watching right now, you know what I'm talking about. But she told me to, um, to get over myself and that um, you're a jerk. And I had to take what did that. What that mean to you? So, again, me being critically thinking, I could get responsive, I could get defensive, but I had to, like, listen and hear her out at that moment. Essentially, what she was telling me is that you've been the star in roles in which you've led in your entire life so far, and that's fantastic, but what is it, as I said before, what has that gotten you? Mm-hmm. Um, so being an asshole, yeah, you might be successful and have some some change in your pocket, whatever the case is. I'm, I'm broke, by the way. <laughs> but... Um, there's there's other pieces that are as important, if not more important now with this mm. stage of your life. Within your character. Within your character. Mm. So now that I'm doing this work to like unpack some of these pieces, I think that's kind of where I'm at, right? So that it wouldn't say as advice, but it's more so like a a line that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, you're this, but what are you gonna do about it? Okay. Do you wanna be this person moving Shout forward? Out to yeah. <laughs> no, listen. And that was that was it. Um, and then another piece that, that stuck with me is from my late grandmother, who mm-hmm. passed away in 2017, um, RIP for sure. Um, she, she, as I said before, so she's a, a woman of faith. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for me, I've engaged uh, in every situation, good, bad, ugly. I've always led with an um, understanding that there is a, a path. Um, And for me, it's not about like a definite path. It's like, okay, here is a path, but there are infinite ways that it can go based Mm -hmm. on um, a decision that you might make in that. Right. Mm -hmm. So not truly like left or right. It's like left and then what and then right and then what. Um, But she, yeah, she instilled this one, this one quote um, she would always say. So Jamaicans, you know how that goes. She would essentially say if I'm on the phone with her she would be like, um, or I'd be like, alright, I'll talk to you later, yeah. I'll talk to you tomorrow, and she would say, if life spares, mm. right? Meaning like, if I'm here tomorrow yeah. still, depending yeah. on what's gonna happen, decisions we make, the faith that you have, and that took some unpacking, though, too, mm-hmm. so I really appreciate, I got that tatted on me right here, for oh, sure, geez. but, um, yeah, the woman in my life, by all means, have been everything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said before, not growing up with a, a father figure specifically here in my life in Toronto, um, but leaning on the women in my life, grandmothers, aunts, moms, mm-hmm. um, pseudo-moms, pseudo-aunts, community members for sure. I think having them uh, lead by example and be the, the angel on both shoulders because mm-hmm. no devil's on their shoulders, mm-hmm. um, having them essentially be in my corner, again, good, bad, ugly, has been a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a house with 10 people, Jeez. And except for my uncle, who was there from time to time, it was all women, right? Cousins, aunts, mom, grandmother, and and that to me, I think, is paramount on who I've become as a man now. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to the woman watching, by all means, y'all, y'all don't get enough credit, <laughs> right? Y'all don't get enough credit. Dope, so dope. that's that's kind of how I would say, again, not advice, but two real pivotal pieces of of information that I've been I've been Stop lucky it. to receive yeah. that have Fair. shaped.
0: Um, First advice
1: ooh (laughs) I don't
0: think I you didn't have to take it
1: no exactly (laughs) um hmm oh I mean okay so I wouldn't say it's advice but I'm a very positive person of late even though I'm petty and trying to figure yeah, that out. Yeah. Um, there's Turn been a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But there's been detractors, mm-hmm. right? There's been naysayers, there's been detractors, there's been straight up haters, we'll say, along the way. Um, and as, you know, my star has risen a little bit, right? If you do your research in Google, you know, Jay Williams, Toronto Educator, you'll see some shit pop up, which mm-hmm. is great. I'm very thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the hope mm-hmm. in that I can continue to build and grow and become international. Um, but with that, there's been people being like, Yo, why are you doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? You're a teacher. You make six figures as a 10-year-plus teacher. You should be content with that. You should be happy with that. Um, so that, that part has been interesting as part of this journey right now. Mm-hmm. Um, those who don't necessarily see the vision, which mm-hmm. often happens, yeah. and I'm cool with that, but um for them I would say just just keep watching. Yeah, we're not done yet. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. You know what is that interesting uh, that you mentioned that people uh, who don't see the vision and sometimes before me I get frustrated when people don't see the vision. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm learning to be like, hey, God only gave me this vision. I'm, That's it. I'm the only one supposed That's to see it. this, so yeah. it's okay that they don't see it.
1: A hundred percent. And but that goes back to what we talked about before, like. Um, the selfishness or the conceitedness exactly. that we, get out we of my, yeah, yeah, you gotta 100%. get out your own way, right? And and real quick, I gotta give you your flowers. So, thank you. In doing the research for for Black is the New Rich, it's like, oh no, this dude's popping. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let me let me let me keep digging, let me keep but, diving, right? So, you. no, you, you've you created um, a platform here that's fantastic. Thank uh, you. I think you're interviewing the, the right people, thank realistically. You. You're welcome. And and I think just keep growing, man, for thank those you. who are detractors or haters. I appreciate it. Fuck him. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. I hope you mind me cursing. I've been yeah, cursing no, no, like, okay, Yeah, no, okay. you're good. You're good. You go back and bleep all that out. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. Um, last question, though, okay. because on the show, we like to make uh, predictions. So um, this is definitely going to be obviously documented and when it's on YouTube, it's there forever. So in five years, where do you see yourself?
1: In five years, Jay Williams is um, traveling internationally. He is free. So what I mean by yes, free is... Um, Money's fantastic, right? But I want the freedom right now to be able to pick up and go whenever I want to. And that's not for vacation, right? That's for work. So just came back from the West Coast, as I mentioned before. Heartwork. work. Heart work, love that. Slid out to meet with some some brand and, and marketing directors, which was fantastic. Um, but what that looks like is being able to spread my message, yeah. not just in Toronto, not just in Ontario, across Canada, worldwide. across the states, worldwide. Um, again, I'm very cognizant of someone who looks like me sharing this message, yes. right, in ways that only I know I can, mm-hmm. right. I've I've done my Googles, I've done my research. There's no one who presents the way I do yeah. with the background research and credentials I have doing this work, right. Everyone else is that, this, or that. Let me not diss nobody, but they don't fit this round. They don't look like you. They don't, not Mm -hmm. just look, but they don't come with the same experiences. Mm -hmm. They don't come with the same language. So um, even though I do present like this, not even though, let me take that back, because I do look like this, it hits harder for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. for people who need this message, whether they be white, black, brown, Asian, it don't matter. Hence
0: representation. Hence
1: representation, but the power of representation is super important right now, right? We need to lean on essentially what's happened. since the killing the murder i'll say of george floyd um there's been this new wokeness we'll say right and you see it on social media mm-hmm. i'm big on twitter so you'll see it on twitter um and it's important for us to keep that momentum going 100%. although it's it's a little bit we know yeah. that's the case and I, I i predicted that in the beginning but it's important to ensure that those who are still open to having conversations are getting this message mm-hmm. right they're engaging this conversation whether personally professionally they're reading books. They're watching videos. I'm open to any conversation about race at any time, mm-hmm. good, bad, or ugly. But in five years from now, I need I need um, the name Jay Williams to be synonymous with race. Um, I need it to be synonymous with anti-black racism and education. I need it to be synonymous with um, someone who is authentic at all times and intentional mm-hmm. about what he says and That's does big. when it comes to this work. That's big. Right? I want to be self-sufficient. I don't want to be tied to a system. Um, I'm trying to essentially blow up the system, all systems, education, health, government, policing. Mm -hmm. If I'm keeping it a buck, none of these systems serve us um, efficiently or equally to our peers who are not just not racialized, but not black. Mm -hmm. Um, And I need to be um, firm in that. It's, 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 It's a fight that we're all fighting, obviously, for equity. Not equality, but equity, which is important. But um, there are black issues Mm -hmm. and then there are POC issues. Yes. I am not a POC. You are not a POC. None of us are POCs, Mm -hmm. right? I am a black man. That's how I represent, that's how I identify. The issues that we face are different, different. than any other any uh, other person's. I think that's very important. Has we said. have to have to have that conversation. That's very important. I right. actually
0: never heard that like said like that. Right. Okay. Interesting. No. <laughs>
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like I I have no problem saying these things. Yeah. I know there's pushback. Yeah. I know there are there are those who want to um, conflate uh, the 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 issues or issues of oppression that some people might be going through who are POCs. Again, fantastic. We can do that in a different conversation. But when I'm talking about stuff that has to do with black issues only, mm-hmm. don't bring your shit over here. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair. Keep that separate.
0: Okay. Let people know where they can contact you.
1: For sure. Um, I am up for conversations. I'm up to be booked. Um, I'm on yeah. social medias. Hit the website. It's imjwilliams.com. I am on Instagram at I am Will. I am underscore j underscore will. And I'm on Twitter. Um, nice. I'm big on Twitter, so on Twitter it's Mister J. Will, M S T R J A Y W I L L. But yeah, let's let's politic, let's rap, let's let's get booked, booked yep. and busy, baby. Okay, yeah.
0: dope. So Jay, honestly, I want to thank you um, for. Taking your time and coming, Definitely. this was a very impactful conversation, and I actually really respect that the fact you're we able to get vulnerable. on this I appreciate conversation that. I appreciate that. That wasn't planned. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that, <but> was, <laughs> that wasn't planned, and I, I really respect it. Just for like something that even sticks out for me is that you literally letting the world know, like, yo, I'm, I'm how tall are you? Six three. I'm six three. I'm and I'm emotional. I cry. Hundred percent. That, that is. Um, That is something special, so I I really appreciate your vulnerability. No,
1: I appreciate that. As I said before, when we talked off mic, that was the goal, right? Um, If I'm going to do this work, it has to be veiled down, right? Mm -hmm. Which I mentioned in another pod, too, but, like, it's it's realistically being okay with people viewing you how they're going to view, which is going to happen anyway. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally fine with that, but... um, being authentically vulnerable in this scenario right now was part of the plan man so okay, thank i you. appreciate you allowing me to do that thank you love thank you no doubt and you're welcome back anytime oh i'll be back i'll be back. back we gotta check that in five years yep yeah yep.
0: okay thank you for coming like comment subscribe you know the deal yes sir and another episode of the black and rich podcast <laughs>